What's up, everybody? Welcome to On West Gray, the monthly podcast about all things local government in the city of Norman. I'm your host, Tiffany Verska, Chief Communications Officer for the city of Norman, and we appreciate you tuning in. Today in the studio, we have with us Municipal Court Administrator Rhonda Guerrero and former council member Bill Scanlon. They're here today to share with us some of their incredible work over at the Municipal Court, and we couldn't be more excited to hear about it. Rhonda, Bill, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Now for some background information. The Municipal Criminal Court of Norman is the judicial branch of our city government and is created by state law and city ordinance as a court not of record to impartially hear violations of city ordinances. The court processes misdemeanor traffic and non-traffic offenses as well as parking violations. More citizens come into contact with the judicial system through municipal courts than any other type of court, and our staff, judges, and associated volunteers work incredibly hard to ensure that they have productive, efficient, and impartial experiences. Something that the Norman Municipal Court has become known for is the Dispute Mediation and Early Settlement Program, which allows individuals to voluntarily resolve disputes in out-of-court procedures. That's what we're going to learn about today. Rhonda, could you tell me some more about this program? Um, yes, let's just start off where it began. It started off in 1988. Um, it's been going strong for 30 years. And what's unique about our uh, City of Norman program is that all of our mediators are volunteer. We receive no funding from the state of Oklahoma. What type of you know issues do you handle through this program? The type of citations that come through mediations are referred from our city attorneys. Our city attorneys um, will review our cases that come in municipal court. 99% of them are um, uh from municipal court, and they're usually signed complaints. And when I mean sign, when I say signed complaints, they're from um, maybe a neighbor to a neighbor. An officer didn't witness the uh, the incident. Most of the citations are either disturbing the peace, molesting property, uh, nuisance dog. So it's nice to have um, those are cases we do not want to really go to court. Um, they may work out better through mediation. Yeah. So, so the purpose of the program you were talking about, um, you know, they come through the city attorney's office. So, for example, you know, the um, the nuisance, the animal nuisance. Like, give me an example of a type mm -hmm. of issue. What it would look like to kind of work that out in court. Well, um, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Our cases are reviewed every morning from our city attorneys. Our city, our city attorneys will see that there are assigned complaints, so they may refer those over to uh, our mediation program. We had about 400 cases that went through our program last year. Um, mediation is a great program where there is a third person involved. A third party involved is our mediator. Our mediator then sits down, listens to each party. Um, the, it's a confidential process. It allows, it really empowers everybody involved because the, at any time, um, a citizen can say, I do not want to participate. And the, and the mediation would be over. But what the mediator does, he listens to the party. They get to voice what happened. They get to communicate their feelings. A lot of times, that's all someone needs. They just need time to um, reflect on the situation. Then the mediator goes and listens to the other party. At that point, they can come to a resolution. They can they can negotiate an agreement that everybody's satisfied with. So I, what I like to say, it's a win-win for everyone. Because we do not want, um, uh, if we can resolve the issue, neighbors can go out and go back and live beside each other without not a charge, but going where they don't have a charge that's went through court. 
No one's paid a fine. They weren't assessed court cost. Also, nothing went on anybody's record. Um, from a court clerk's perspective, I look at it as case management. Um, we're able to um, control our dockets um, where we can uh, uh, dispose of cases in a timely fashion. As I said before, 400 cases went through this program, so um, we're very proud of the program and um, the results that it's had. Well, thank you for that background information, Rhonda. And Bill, can you tell me about your role in the program? My job as a mediator is to listen first and foremost. Uh, Rhonda talked about cases that come before mediation, uh, and uh, I've seen a little bit of all of them over the coming up on six years of uh, doing this volunteer mediation job. Um, uh, explain a little bit about how I introduce the, the sessions, and, and Rhonda touched on this, but I think it's really important that, that uh, we meet in a confidential setting. Uh, no record is kept. Uh, other than the report that I write and that the individuals sign, assuming we come to an agreement. Uh, I tell them up front, as Rhonda indicated, that anybody can stop the proceeding. If they think it's not going anywhere, uh, they can stop it or I can stop it. Uh, I've done that seldom. I really like to hear what people say. I also remind them that this is their opportunity to uh, have a solution that's satisfactory to them. Because if it does, uh, the dispute does go to court, uh, a judge will decide, and that may provide an outcome that one or the other of them don't like. So they have a lot of power going into this thing. And the result is, is uh, uh, going to be favorable to both, actually, because it's, by definition, a compromise. One thing that Rhonda didn't say that uh, I will interject, uh, most of the, and virtually all of the cases that I've worked over this time uh, have been... Uh, uh, referred by the city attorney in the court. However, comma, uh, there is a provision for if somebody, some parties uh, within the city want to have a dispute mediated, they can come to the court because Rhonda's staff does manage this program. They can say, I'd like mediation. It doesn't have to come from the city attorney. It can come directly from the citizen and that will be put onto the schedule and we'll mediate that, which is totally removed from the municipal court process, but it is a service available to citizens of the city. Well, that is great information to have. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know that a lot of the information, I think, as you had mentioned, is, is confidential, um, but could you give us any you know, vague examples of situations that have been worked through and maybe what the result of, um, of that process was for residents? A mediation, in my experience, can run 15 minutes or two hours. And one of the unique features of the municipal courts uh, proceeding is that we're open-ended. The district court has mediators as well. And, and uh, there it's a little different because they're working within an assigned docket. The judge may turn, the mediators sit in the courtroom during this two or three hour docket. If a judge believes that mediation is appropriate, he says, you go mediate and sends the parties out with the mediator. And they usually have half an hour, 35 minutes, something like that to come up with a solution. We're open-ended. Uh, as long as it takes, as long as there's progress, I'm willing to sit there and listen. And, and as long as the parties who, again, can terminate if they wish, as long as they're willing to sit and talk, then, then uh, uh, we're making progress. And I have, as I said, I've gone as long as two hours uh, to reach an agreement. 
Usually it's quicker than that. The, the two hours I, I refer to, there was a case, and again, I cannot talk to specifics, but it was a neighbor versus neighbor proposition. Uh, and in this particular case, some 15 neighbors wanted to sit in on the proceeding that's really involved. Uh, one neighbor who was uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the party being complained about and three of his neighbors who had signed a complaint. Uh, we went on for almost two hours. And though it's past protocol, uh, I did allow, because I could see people in the audience itching a little bit, I did allow a couple of them to speak. The, the result was fantastic. It was worth the time. And everybody, including the, the, the parties at the table and the 13 observers, went away satisfied. I felt really good about that. Yeah, I have to interject and say that that was the skill set of our mediator there. When those when that came in, I remember those cases coming in. I did not know how we would come to an agreement or a resolution with so many people involved. Because then you have so many different opinions, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, that... Bill's skill set uh, spoke volumes there, and he was able to come to a resolution that everybody was satisfied with. Well, that is wonderful to hear. Um, and you spoke, I think, Rhonda, you had mentioned more than 400 um, cases had gone through the mediation program last year. Last fiscal year, we, we referred, uh, the city attorneys referred um, 400 cases. Of course, um, being a court administrator, um, your your dockets can get full very quickly. So um, case it helps with case management as well. So that's why I say it's a win for us. Um, uh, for the for the uh, parties involved, again, nobody's paying court cost, and um, they're not going to trial in front of a judge because you don't know what's going to happen. You have more power and control over the um, process if you go through mediation. And it's my understanding that this program has become kind of a statewide standard or a glowing model for other cities. Can you speak to me a little bit about that? I mean, how unique is this program, or is it is it? Found oh, I to think be I think because we are a larger uh, municipality, um, we are leaders. Um, everybody looks towards Norman. Um, I love to network with other municipalities and let the other court clerks know about our program. Um, Maybe they can implement a a mediation program to help their caseload and also just to help resolve issues in their communities. Uh, I'm going to interject and brag just a little bit. Uh, Rhonda's absolutely right, and you're absolutely right, Tiffany, in terms of our program having some notoriety statewide. And I'm going to claim partial credit for that. Uh, One of the things I do in my spare time is is write a column for the paper, the transcript. And I devoted one of those columns to the mediation program, describing what it was, uh, what the process entailed, and so on. That column was picked up by the uh, state Supreme Court that monitors and administers the the programs, the the early settlement program statewide. Mm -hmm. That ended up uh, featured on their website as a model uh, in terms of things to think about and pursue. Oh, wow. so, so it wasn't me. It was me simply reflecting the program that Rhonda administers. That is awesome. Uh, and let me ask you this. I, I'm not sure if you had mentioned, do you know how many mediators you have right now? Well, um, yes, we have four mediators, but we actually just had partnered with Cleveland County um, uh, Mediation Department, and we partnered and did a training session. So we got three new mediators. Um, they're not all the way done through their training. They had 20 hours of training here at the council chambers. We had the state director of Oklahoma come in. He does all the training. Everything's free for the participant. Um, 
uh, we do some role playing. Um, then they will observe some of our mediators. They've all asked to mediate. They've all asked to observe, of course, uh, Mr. Scanlon. They love watching him. <laughs> and um, I know they can learn from him. He helped us that day with the training. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have soon seven mediators. But we've had some mediators that have been here for over 10 years. Um, they're all walks of life. They, they're professionals in our community. Uh, they're retirees. They they give up their free time to come and give back to the community in this way by volunteering and helping um, people resolve their issues. Right. Yeah. I'll say um, two of the students that we had in the Citizens Academy, I think, uh, went on to go through your uh, mediation training and they were very excited about it. We just had their graduation last week and uh, they gave a shout out to you, Rhonda, because they are excited to be in that program. Um, so thank you. Uh, so so again, if people want to be a part of, uh, you know, this program, if they want to be a mediator, what in a nutshell, what are the requirements? Would they have to, you know, how many days a week or a month, or is it kind of flexible? What does that look like? Our, our program is um, um, we have our mediations on Mondays, and they're after work at five o'clock. Um, and it's it's for both parties. It's for if some of the professionals are still working, so they can still work their daytime job. And then um, the participants, if they're if they're at work, they can come in after work. We have it at five o'clock in our courtroom. Um, we've had time when we've had scheduled one on a Thursday if that was more convenient for someone. But usually we have them on Mondays afternoon. The training is fairly short. It's about 20 hours, as I mentioned beforehand. The training that the state administers as part of the certification process is 20 hours, two days, involving uh, some uh, tutorials, some role-playing. And and my part in the recent training was was helping to monitor and critique the (laughs) role-playing. It doesn't end there, and and Rhonda was touching on this. Uh, uh, After... Uh, that process takes place. Uh, Would-be mediators will now observe me or some other qualified mediator uh, doing a mediation. They may observe once, they may do it multiple times depending on their comfort level. The way we will proceed with the the new mediators uh, in municipal court is they'll do some observations. Uh, They will then co-mediate with me. In other words, I will reduce them, introduce them to the parties uh, and explain their role, and it allows them to take a more active role in, in the process. And uh, for those that co-mediate with me, when I think that uh, they're doing what I think they should be doing, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, I will then uh, notify Rhonda, who will in turn uh, notify Phil Johnson, who administers this program for the state, and he will issue the formal certification certificate at which point those folks are allowed to go solo. And, and there's one other bit of training that happens, and it's an annual thing. It's a, uh, a day-long seminar that the, the court uh, uh, puts on for statewide mediators, uh, and uh, at which there are a number of presentations, the things that are common to some or all of the, the various constituencies within the state. Very interesting uh, and a chance to uh, meet and mingle and get ideas from uh, your other mediators in other locations. We, I, for one, don't, don't have a, the, the market on everything. I learn every time I talk to these people. So it's, it's an important part of the process. Gotcha. And, and the training, is this kind of scheduled as needed as you get interest? Um, if people were wanting to pursue becoming a mediator, do they contact Yeah, the they can. Um, they get, it's on our website on the City of Norman, our mediation 
our municipal court page, there's um, a section about mediation. My contact information is on there. My email address is on there. Um, and I'll, I'll talk often with the um, the program director over at Cleveland County. I think it was very successful to have our program, um, our training together. Um, I think we had about 12 people there. Um, now they, and, and, and as Bill said earlier, that he could go do a mediation over it, over it district court. Um, he is needed here, so um, I'm pretty busy with us. We have uh, mediation. Um, we do about four to five mediations a month, um, usually once a week. Um, but there could be, we've even scheduled two mediations at once. There may be somebody back in uh, another office in a municipal court and then one in the courtroom. All right. Well, I think you all have given us some great information about this program and how people can support and become involved. Is there anything else that either of you would like to share with people um, that you'd, you'd like them to know about this program? Uh, I want to say yes, because I know people um, always want to know how can they help their community. This is a great way to get involved with your community, give back, um, um, and help resolve issues. So I think it's fulfilling to um, see people work through things, knowing that those neighbors will go back and um, be in the community and be able to live beside each other. I completely agree. Uh, again, I think a lot of people, a lot of disputes can be settled simply by someone listening, the catharsis <laughs> involved in, in just being having somebody listen to you, uh, and, and then have the other party's uh, point of view uh, on the table as well. And, 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 uh, and the back and forth that takes place, it's just, it works wonders. Uh, it is a great thing. And, and I mentioned earlier the fact that it doesn't have to be court-ordered to have happen, but, but the notion of having that service available to citizens in Norman, I think, is a really valuable asset. And maybe in the future we'll see it used more often. Scheduling difficulties for the court, perhaps, but, but uh, <laughs> a positive for the city. Absolutely. Well, I think communication's everything, right? Might be a little biased as the communications <laughs> officer, but yes. Uh, well, thank you all so much for coming in. And as Rhonda said, if you would like to learn more about this program, please log on to www.normanok.gov. Thank you all for being with us today. Thank, thank you. you. Questions or commentary about On West Gray can be sent in to publicaffairs at normanok.gov. Shouts to our producer and editor, Mr. Bryce Holland of the City of Norman Communications Office. Listeners are reminded that this week, Friday, October 14th, is the last day to register to vote in order to take part in the Oklahoma general election occurring November 8th. We'll have a governor to choose, senators, house reps, and more, so make sure you get registered if you aren't yet. Visit normanok.gov norman news to enroll in email notifications for city PSAs, traffic advisories, and more. Until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and always remember to cast your ballot. I'm Tiffany Verska. Thank you for tuning in to On West Gray.